Weepa team is proud to bring you Weepa Waves, the sound waves of your career. And the F words, the taboo stops here. Let's tackle the tough issues together. Hi, my name is Lindsay Rainwater. I am the founder and CEO of the Women in Fitness Association. We believe that storytelling has a magical way of connecting us all. We give a voice to tough topics and break down any fear of being alone. Weefa Waves is the podcast devoted to the sound waves of your career, giving voice to our global community. Please also enjoy our newest addition to our podcast family, F-Words. We highlight the taboo topics and feature words like fertility, finance, facelift, and fillers. We're going to break down any tough issues that we might face together. Enjoy today's episode of Weefa Waves and F-Words. All right, on today's episode of Wefa Waves, we have someone near and dear to the Wefa family as our um, gal that we'll be interviewing today. Miss Morgan Hills Aditoye is making her Wefa comeback postpartum. And I'm going to read a little bit about her bio. Um, if you don't know who she is, you don't probably know a ton about Wefa because she's our, our main gal that's helped um, launch Wefa into the atmosphere. But A little bit professionally about Morgan, she has her bachelor's degree in human development. She's always been highly intrigued by human interactions and the science behind it. Uh, She is currently the director of operations and marketing for WIFA. And she is super forward thinking, super able, and has the most agility behavior when it comes to event planning. Um, she's able to hold more information in her head, like a, like a unicorn than I've ever witnessed from others. So anyway, I could go on and on, but Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yes. And this, I think this might be your first, other than maybe one call, your first active business, um, of returning to the world of work. Yes, it's true. I was like told my husband, cause he's actually off for the last two weeks of my maternity leave. Um, and so I was like, can you please go somewhere and take the baby with you? Cause I just need like <laughs> no distraction, please. Hopefully my dog behaves as well. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I also have, uh, Ms. Kristen Crowley here with me today. She is going to be our co-host and her and I are going to be interviewing Morgan. Kristen, if you want to say hi. Hey, Weefa family. Uh, Kristen here. I've uh, been a part of some of the Weefa events in the past and the retreat, and I've been on the podcast. So now I get to actually team up with Lindsay and uh, kind of dig into Morgan's, um, you know, past month or so in this mom life of balancing all of this newness and challenges that come with it. So I'm kind of excited to hear uh, what you've been going through and how you feel about it over the past like month or so. And I, it's going to be a fun chat. So I appreciate you guys having me on too. Yes. I'm excited that you're here because what's funny is you and I were paired in the peer, the WEFA peer mentor program, like a year ago, I'm pretty sure, like to the date probably. And I think you and I had talked about family, like Donald and I talking about family and stuff like that. So just really fun to go full circle here. Yeah, I got to see you before all this was coming into play. And uh, for everyone who's listening to I have my two kids, which are they're now eight and 13. So all three of us are in very different stages of mompreneur life, which is kind of fun to me because we can really share Mm -hmm. some insights on the different stages that we've how we've dealt with it, which is, I think, beneficial too. Oh, it's huge. It's really big. Yes. Buckle up audience. You're going to get lots of gems today um, from the three of us. So Morgan, (laughs) let's start the podcast, how we start all of our interviews. Tell the audience about your WEFA story. It's definitely one of my favorite stories. I love telling it. And I think people love to hear um, how Lindsay and I met and all of these fun things and the beginnings of WEFA. But Lindsay and I have known each other for gosh, like, I feel like we're going like 15 years now. Yeah, I was 
I was 21 when I met your mom and I'm, wow. I'm 37 now. So yes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Lindsay's kind of always held that almost like big sister role. I don't have, I'm the oldest in my family, so I don't have any, um, older sisters. And so it's just like, uh, an instant connection. And as I got older, as things happen, Lindsay and I, the age gap feels less and less like a big deal. And now I just, we're like best friends and I've always, you know, looked up to Lindsay and enjoyed watching her. So I used to be a teacher. Then I moved into nannying and, um, I was living in South Florida I was moving home back to Colorado. Lindsay was pregnant with her first son, Oliver. And I, she asked me if I'd be interested in helping her out. And I said, I'm really trying to get out of this whole nanny thing because I want to find out what other things I'm good at than helping, you know, take care of other people's children. Like, I just think I have more to give than just that, even though I loved being a nanny. I think I, um, I loved being a part of these families journeys and things of that sort, but I'd been doing it for so long that I wanted to test something else out. Uh, but I said, Lindsay, I love you. So I will help you and you will be my last person <laughs> that I nanny. <laughs> until I have my own children and discover that all of my own. And, um, she said, well, I also just launched this thing called WIFA, um, the women in fitness association. So we can kind of dabble in that as well. So I think it was just a couple of months after you launched WIFA, like literally, I think two, yeah. I started at like just helping her with some social media posts, like 10, five hours, I think it started out like as kind of an admin assistant for Lindsay. Um, and then it just built up and built up to a full time and being the director um, at WIFA. So it's just really fun um, journey that we were on for sure. I love hearing that, that you actually were a part of her kind of behind the scenes personal life and then saw what it kind of led into. And I know at WIFA, you guys really believe in that big picture, how it informs your daily actions, how it it prepares you for things. So you're kind of the OG in the, this entire WIFA organization as well. So, I mean, what is your purpose in those daily actions? And my other add on to that question is seeing Lindsay go through this as a new mom and helping her, has that helped you in these past couple months as a new mom too? Totally. So I think I'll start with like watching Lindsay. I'll start with your second question first, because I want to roll into that. But watching Lindsay, I think I started helping her with Oliver when he was like four weeks old, just um, very temporarily. And so, you know, that we were in the early days (laughs) of newborn life. And, you know, a lot of it was just sitting in the nursery together and just being there for Lindsay, right? And and letting her do her thing, but also saying, like, here I am. I'm here if you need me. And if you don't need me right now, I'll just be here. So, you know, I... I think it's really important for me. It was almost as important to help take care of Lindsay as it was to take care of Oliver. And I, I definitely like, I just use that now. I think it's so important to take care of the mother and, and, um, you know, and also support them in whatever phase they're in because every day is a new day and you're discovering so much about yourself, your child and all of that stuff. So that's what I'll say about that. Um, (laughs) For being an OG employee, it's so fun to see where WIFA has grown. And, you know, my purpose really is I've always been very passionate about children. And what I came to realize is that there's no way better way to impact the next generation than to empower women. Mm-hmm. Um, by empowering women, you're just, it's a trickle down effect that children are going to be stronger because of women being empowered. And that's just how I see it now. And I feel so incredibly grateful that through WIFA that I get to really help amplify women through 
um, like literally every action <laughs> that we have does. Mm. It's so fun. It's Morgan. It's really fun to think about, you know, she started with me. Yeah. He was four weeks old. I was super anxious about getting back to work, but also being pre- present for him. And so I remember so many days of sitting in the nursery and Morgan would be on the floor, either like dictating an email for me or like muting my zoom call while I was feeding Oliver. And like, we kind of tag teamed the whole thing for a while. And it's, um, it was definitely a unique experience. It's not something that I think everyone could say they get a chance to do, but, um, I hope in the process of that, I, I also gave Morgan some insight as to what's possible when it comes to being a mom and having a career and that you can combine things and people don't suffer and et cetera. So um, it's a really fun, fun story uh, to say the least. Yeah. And I, Morgan, okay. So let's, let's talk a little bit about pre-motherhood, pre-WIFA, pre-teaching. What was your very first job ever? And then what does that teach you? What looking back at that, how are you like, oh yeah, that totally impacts my day-to-day now? Totally. So I come from a family of hustlers. I'll just say that. Like my parents, you know, they had barely any money to their name and um how they started their business. They owned pawn shops and they literally put all of their wedding gifts on the um they sold all their wedding gifts for to for their first inventory for their pawn shops. Like they were strappy, they got it done. My mom, speaking of, you know, she had me and went to work two days after having me because they didn't they couldn't afford to pay anyone to run their stores for them. So that's what they did. And so just them being like that was a lot. Um I grew up you know, we, when I was born, we really didn't have a lot of money or anything like that. We lived in a small apartment, but my parents became more and more successful. And, um, it was just like a privilege to watch them for sure grow the company. But in that, um, pretty much from very young, like if I wanted a toy, I had to buy it myself. Like there was no, my mom was like, all right, so what are you going to do to earn that or whatever it might be? So my first job, I think I was literally like seven or eight years old was my parents had like probably about eight, maybe 10 pawn shops at the time. And it was to go, there's candy machines in all of the stores. And so my job was to like, on the weekends, my mom would take me to all the pawn shops. We would inventory the candy. We'd empty out all the quarters and then refill the candy machines. And then I would take home the quarters. We'd go to the bank, like exchange it for money. Then I would have to see like how much my mom would obviously help me with this, but I would have to order more candy with the money that I got from that. And then whatever was left over, I got to keep. So it's just a really like when I think back about those days, I took so much pride in that candy (laughs) that I was like, okay, you know, it'd be like Saturday morning at like 7am. And I'm like, can we go? Can we go? And my mom's like, well, they're not even open yet. Like you just need to chill out for a second. But I was very prideful in that. And I just, I think that what still holds true in that today is just, I'm very entrepreneurial in my mindset. Like my parents just instilled that. And I would say all of us kids, um, that like, you got to figure it out. What, if you want something, then how are you going to do it? And, and you don't have to do like whatever systems are in place at the time. Doesn't, that doesn't limit you make it up. And if it doesn't work, that's fine. Or if you want to do something else, that's fine. (laughs) Do you think that that, because you were so young and you had that work ethic so young, do you think that's helped you in these first you know, early stage of motherhood that you've like had the tenacity or the workout mm-hmm. to actually like get stuff done? Mm, I love that question. I mean, yeah, I feel like it's just in my blood. I don't even have a choice about it. <laughs> um, I definitely have been taking 
much needed like rest and time and space. Um, these first couple months, he'll be three months in on Thursday. So in just a couple days, but you know, I definitely, um, would say that that's just in my blood. So getting stuff done always happens around here. <laughs> that's good. And I know your pride because your pride and everything shines through. So let's mm-hmm. talk more about your like personal pride. Like, you know, a lot of the times we do focus on the baby. We're focusing on totally on you right now because you deserve it. So rattle off some of your like career highlights. Like what are the biggest things in your life? We know motherhood is like the ultimate highlight of your life right now, but focusing on some of the other amazing things you've done, what are some of your top ones? Yeah, it totally is. And I, I love reflecting on things that I've done prior to this because I definitely think it's helped me become obviously the mother that I am right now currently, but I would say a few highlights for me. Um, One, like when I was a teacher, one of my favorite things, and it's kind of, I don't know that it's totally a career highlight, but it's just something that I loved so much about being a teacher. Um, I taught kindergarten and, and we did, um, we taught children how to read. So that is definitely like still hands down. One of the coolest experiences I've ever had was to watch a child go from, you know, learning its letters to the sounds that those letters make to building words and to knowing what those words are and then to reading a sentence and then reading a whole book. Like the process from beginning to end is incredible. I don't think that there was a time that I didn't cry every time like a child read their like first little learning book um, because it's just such a cool thing. And um you know, and it's, it, you have to like, remember those little things, even as you continue to grow in your career of like, it's all starts somewhere. And you get to build on to that. But yes, so teaching children to read is definitely a highlight, something you know, that they're going to use for the rest of their lives as well. Um, And then honestly, like, the first WIFA reception was such a big deal for me. And it was just such a big deal for WIFA too. And I know for Lindsay, um, but it was just so fun. And I was working for WIFA for literally like 10 to 15 hours, maybe a week at that time. And so, and helping Lindsay with Oliver. And so the fact that like, we were able to pull that off, (laughs) with very limited resources for over a hundred women. And it was just like the highlight, like people still talk about that party, which is really nice. (laughs) Um, But that was really magical. And it was just really the first time that I was like, oh, this is where you're supposed to be. Like, this is the room was just vibrating and um yeah I just was like this is exactly where you're supposed to be and um I love that so much and then just an evolving highlight for me probably is just seeing WIFA evolve it's um I take like I think again, it was like within the first six months or so of being with WIFA, Lindsay and I went to um, a working session locally in Denver where they were talking about diversity um, in your companies and in your marketing and stuff. And that is just very real for me. I, you know, I'm an interracial marriage, my child is biracial. So and I knew that that's how it was going to be like, that's what my life is. So it was really important to me that I worked for something every day that was diverse and inclusive. And so seeing the representation that WIFA's brought to the fitness industry for women in general, but especially for women of color, it's just been such a cool thing to see grow um, and really change. I would say change the industry thus far of what the standards are for speakers and presenters and writers and just organizations at large. So much solid influence. It's crazy to think about. It's, uh, yeah. And you've been, you've been such a important catalyst for so many of those 
initiatives. So thank you for that. First and foremost, I'm sitting here reflecting on that reception and literally you, we like tag teamed that whole show. And actually this is behind the scenes, but Morgan's mom actually flew in for like a day and a half to, because we, we were sitting there, we're like, okay, so if Morgan is here to help Oliver to help Lindsay, then who's going to help Wefa help Lindsay help Oliver? So we're like, we need another person for this whole other working day. And so Tina came into town and was, yeah, it's just, it's really funny to think about what we got done when we got done. And at that same event, I um, sat down with Ace for the first time. And oh, wow. they're now our, our primary sponsor and reason for a lot of the things that we can do. So it's really fun to think about where we've come from. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy cool. Just since Morgan's been on maternity leave, we've doubled the WIFA membership headcount. And so, uh, yeah, so she's going to come back to a whole new WIFA too, which is crazy. Yeah. It's Literally. Crazy. Now, Morgan, there's a title that I've always used because I've always been the one who will like, you know, again, we're so good at creating like something out of chaos. I call it mom Giver instead of MacGyver. So you are officially now in the mom Giver club because <laughs> you can piece some stuff together and make it work out of anything. And that that's is, true. I think that's the beauty a lot of women and mothers bring to the workspace is we really do. <laughs> you realize how much you can handle at one oh. time, physically, mentally, mm-hmm. like, eight balls up in the air, you're being thrown up on, you still have to make it to a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we manage a lot and I, I give you a ton of credit and you've now, you know, you're already incredible, but now you're just adding even more to your arsenal, which is so cool to see. Because again, mm-hmm. I feel like the WIFA family in general, like a lot of us have seen everybody go through a lot of changes with yeah. pandemics in the past year. It's just cool to see everybody going through these changes together. And that's, I don't know. That's probably why I, I've always loved being in community settings. So I am excited for you to get back too. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and to the tune of that, let's talk a little bit about the mantra around WIFA around your whole life deserving an appointment. And as a new wow. mom, um, you have probably experienced even outside of your childcare experience, next level prioritization of yourself being necessary for survival. And then also just how you are coming into this next phase of your life, managing more than just yourself and Donald. So talk to us a little bit about how you prioritize all the things, unpack it. (laughs) Definitely. Obviously three months into this thing and for sure the first month was definitely a blur, but you know, I, stand true and, you know, prioritizing my child and my family over everything and that it's okay to say no to things because your, your child needs you. Um, and I hope that I continue to do that for the rest of my life, because I think it is, um, so important that sometimes we lose sight of like, if your child maybe like, isn't feeling well, I think that's something that like just happened that I'm like a pretty routine person and that's how I nanny. Like, I think routine is really important and I think it sets the child up for success and like some days things get thrown off and you can, you know, like it literally just happened last night where I was like, I think Jeremiah needs a little more cuddles tonight than he usually does. And we were, you know, our neighbors were in the backyard, like hanging out and I just sat inside and, you know, I, I could have put him to bed an hour before, but I didn't because I knew that he needed a little bit more of some snuggle time. So prioritizing my family for sure. but you know, also just trying to have some sort of schedule. We have a family calendar on our phones, obviously. And Donald and I always are like, is it on the family calendar? Because if it's not on the family calendar, then it's not happening. (laughs) And so Lord, don't forget to put something on the family calendar that's happening like in the next hour, because it just throws everything off. But Um, my to-do list and my calendar have always guided me because there's just so much going on that it's really easy to, um, mess that up. But, you know, overall, I'm just, I, I'm really grateful that I do have a partner who takes a lot of the responsibility of 
being a parent equally. Um, and he, you know, he handles the groceries and he handles the meals like, and that started because a, he usually wants to cook something different than I want to cook. Like he's the, he's the chef in the house. And I'm like, let, what can I whip together right now? And so I was like, you know what? You like to cook. So you do that. (laughs) And that turned into whatever you want to cook means you have to go to the grocery store and prepare for that. So you're going to have to figure that out as well. And he totally loves it and takes it on. But, um, you know, those are just little things that I think help a lot with just staying sane, especially in the early times of having a new baby is, you know, having things on a calendar and knowing what's coming next. So you're not surprised because there's already enough surprises. And then also just really equally taking the responsibility of this little person's life and, and your, your household Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And everybody's experience is unique, right? What works for you is not going to work for someone else. And I want to not to set you guys up for this, but my eight year old still sleeps with us every night. So please don't think like it never, there's never a phase where it's like, oh, this will come to an end. I don't think those timelines, I think they're all BS. Um, I had one, my first child didn't sleep for 18 months for 18 months. I didn't get a night's sleep. And so those are the things that I think as moms, like it's so different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. having that routine, I appreciate that because that was definitely you know, when you go back to work, your body, you do have to readjust to that of having like, Hey, I've got to get this done. Like I have to plan. Like my phone was my saving grace. If I didn't set my appointments for myself in my phone, like you're going to get time to work out or walk or do something. I wouldn't do it because you get so wrapped up in your family um, that it's, it's hard. So I, I am beyond proud of you that you're already kind of in that mind space. Uh, cause that, honestly is probably the hardest part. Um, and giving yourself grace when you come back into, you know, the real world from staying home at maternity leave. Right. That's hard. Well, and I do want to mention too, like prioritizing myself is a big deal for me as well. Um, and again, I'm very grateful to have a partner who supports me in that. Like I went and got my nails done when my son was like five days old because he, I was like, I had had a complete meltdown like the night before. And I think I cried for like four hours straight or something. And he was like, tomorrow, like just one hour. I know it's, you're not going to like love to leave him. I promise you're going to come back feeling so much better. Like just go get your nails done. Go do whatever you want to do. Go do that. And, um, we both hold that space for each other. And it, and that's what I think is so important is really giving yourself, even if it's 30 minutes a day, like doing something for yourself that fills you, whatever that might be, even if that means like scrolling on Instagram, if that's what you want to do, like whatever in that day that you want to do for those 30 minutes is so it's shown me how important it is. Cause I, I see when I haven't done that for myself and it, and it shows for sure. And in prioritizing yourself, you know, then you can prioritize your family and your work and things just go better. <laughs> We're better humans when we take care of ourselves first, mm-hmm. like a hundred percent. And I know Lindsay, you guys always ask the question of goals. And I think that's a hard question for new moms. Like, okay, so you have this big, hairy, audacious goal. Like, do you have any right now? I mean, is it too soon? Have you already been planning ahead? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah. When I saw this question, I was like, I like sat on it for quite some time. I'm like, oh gosh, because again, like everything is, it just is flying by. I feel like I just was pregnant like yesterday and I think that one of the things that I find myself and this is like a, a something that has made me a very successful person as well is that I'm always like eight steps ahead of everyone else. Like I know what I, I can definitely 
sense what might be coming next. You know, those things have always really helped me, even as like an athlete. Um, when I played soccer, like I could read, you know, people like where they're going to go, things like that, that I've always, that's just helped me become who I am today. But I really, and this, you know, might sound silly, but it's so real for me right now is that my BHAG is really to just be present and just sit and like not constantly trying to, I've always lived like four months ahead of people. I would always joke and be like, oh, that's cute. It's May. Well, I'm already in October in my head. So Lindsay and I always talk about that. Like, well, I'm already in 2022. So let me know when you get there. And as amazing as that can be, I, I don't want to miss out on anything. And so especially like, in these first year of his life of, I just want to slow down and truly be present and, and just be able to not miss out on those little things that um, happen so fast and that you never get this time back. Today's the last day you're going to be this age is what someone told me. And today's the last day your child is going to be this age. And so, you know, just soak it up. That is one of the best goals I think I've ever heard. <laughs> I think that's great. I love that. I, what, I guess, yeah, Lindsay, what was one of the moments? Did you ever miss out on any of your kids' big moments? Was there one that you were like, oh, I wish I would have been there more or more present for? Like, yeah, I'm trying to think if there was, I, I was fortunate enough for both guys, their big milestones happened when yeah. I was around. And I think I'm trying to remember what it was. It's such a fog now, but Oliver either rolled over or did something for the first time and Morgan came and got me. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Was it? I think it was rolling. Yeah. But I was, I was blessed enough that I worked from home Yeah, and I mean, I ate lunch with them. I was popping in and out all day long and that's how it is for me now. So I have Oliver will be four in a couple of weeks and Sebastian's too. Um, the only thing that I would say, so there was a period of time with Sebastian from age, I want to say he was six months old. Like I did a stint in daycare. He was in daycare and I was on a consulting job where I went to an office every day. And it was the longest, shortest block of time for me because I had transitions from such a magical experience of having a nanny in my house And being able to see those things and be accessible, even if I was on a call, like muting and going for a walk with them or whatever. And then to have a complete separation, like literally not see him for a certain period of time. Um, I did not enjoy that at all. I definitely preference. And now with soon to be three kids, it's actually more cost-effective to have a nanny. So now it really works out in my favor because I'm like, yeah, it actually is less expensive than having three kids in daycare. So where it wasn't at the time, one or two in daycare is more cost-effective. But then once you get up the numbers, you're like, wow, it's more than my mortgage to have three kids in full-time daycare. So anyway, yeah, I think it's, and you know, this also goes to a topic that doesn't get talked about enough, but especially Instagram culture does so much to gloss over the hard parts of being a mom and the hard parts being a caregiver. And creates this wacky perfectionism measure that's not really real, but it's, um, you know, it it looks real. And so (laughs) I think Morgan, I would love to know, you know, from that pressure outside, either made up or real, like, how are you dealing with that, that perfectionism that seems to be the norm? Totally. I, it's so interesting. Cause like, I think some days I feel really great and other days I don't feel so great about like, oh, I should be doing this or I should look like this or like whatever it might be. Um, And if you follow me on Instagram or on social media, I keep it pretty real. And I try to do that because I think that that is just so much more inviting and also relatable when people are real and can like, put like, yeah, I, I cried for a while today, literally because my son slept through the night. And I was like, so upset about that when it should be such a joyous moment. But I was like, so he doesn't need me anymore. Like what's happening? Like, 
such a silly thing, but that's just as women, especially, I think, um, especially mothers, you're just constantly, um, there is just so much outside pressure that can make you feel like you're not doing enough or you're, you know, or you, whatever it might be. But I've truly like always lived my life as never trying to be perfect. I think perfect is boring. I didn't come from the perfect family. I didn't have the perfect situation. Like, and anyone that I knew that looked like they had the perfect life, like actually behind closed doors was pretty awful. And so, you know, that's never been interesting to me. I've never, I just want to be who I am and try not and try not to be perfect. Cause I just, yeah, I think that's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, boring. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, There are definitely times where, you know, I'm like, your body is so different after you have a child, obviously. And you're just like, wow. And I'm like, I'm nine out of 10 times. I'm like, I look really great after having a baby three months ago. And then I'll see something. I'll be like, what, what's happening? Why is this boob like over here? And this boob is over here. Like just little things that you're like, this is not what I thought I was going to look like, but it's fine. It's fine. It's all beautiful. But, and I would say being a nanny and spending a lot of really intimate times, like you are an extension of someone's family when you spend that much time with them as a nanny. And I've seen it all in, you know, for who I've worked for over the years. And it's just about like, just being there for yourself and giving yourself grace and knowing that like, today might not be the best day, but you're doing the very best that you can in that moment. And some moments are better than others. And just remembering that it's, it's okay. (laughs) It is okay. I know. And Lindsay, I know we have some rapid fire fun questions, but I have another fun question that I think we should all answer because, and I think everyone listening should go back and think about this too. What is your funniest mom moment so far? Something where you're like, I wish I could like literally video this, but I know I can't and put it out there because it's, it's that funny. I have one that stuck out from my first child. So if somebody else doesn't want to go first, I'll go first, but Okay, I'll go first with mine. So for all the moms out there, I was not a a good breastfeeder, didn't really like it, didn't want to do it. But I tried like you're supposed to, but I decided to pump instead. So I was a pumper. My child also co-slept with me because I'm that type of person that I would not, I wanted my child with me all the time. I remember one morning that she actually slept through the night, which is a miracle that they slept that long. But I was asleep too, so I didn't get my usual pumping time in. And all I woke up to was laying on my side, and all I heard was, and my boob was so full that it was spraying her in the face like a super soaker. And she's just like flailing around, covered in milk from head to toe. And one boob's like, you know, the size of a watermelon, one's all the way down because it had basically showered my child in the bed. And I was laughing so hard at the moment because I was like, this is something that is hysterical. It looks like it's out of a movie, like something about Mary, but we can't like put it out there. And that was one moment that still stuck out to me as as crazy as motherhood is, like there's always something that's going to happen that's so outlandish. You're like, okay, now I've seen it all. Like, this is great. <laughs> I have so many. I'm having a hard time <laughs> focusing in on a couple, like one to share. That that one's really good. The, the breastfeeding saga, yeah. like <laughs> breastfeeding. So I, both the boys, I breastfed for one 14 months, one 13 months. And the the level of stuff that has happened, like, I think probably one of my favorites. So I'll tell two quick stories. So the second with Sebastian, I used the willow pump, which for anybody that doesn't know is like a hands-free pump that you put in your bra. And I like was attempting to pump during a, um, like sit down talk that I was at like a lecture (laughs) and I put my jacket over the front of me. And like draped it over the front and then like snuck it into my bra, but somehow it malfunctioned and it was going like, (laughs) and I was like looking around the room, trying to pretend it wasn't me. And then I looked down and the milk bag had detached from the thing. And I was, I was covered in milk. 
And so I was like nonchalantly trying to take it out, but I had let down. And so my boob was just spraying milk everywhere through my shirt onto my little jacket. And this was like all happening under my jacket while I was staring forward at like a seminar with like 500 people in the room. And I never actually got up. I just like, I'm just going to sit here in this. (laughs) No, I did. Like I just sat there in it. And what I ended up doing was I actually like leaned forward and like self-expressed into like, I had like a cover up, like a, you know, like a little, I self-expressed into a cover up enough to get it to stop spraying until I could get to the bathroom after the seminar. Oh my God. Like it was just (laughs) shit show. But y'all last week, Something actually topped that, but it was, it's more of a toddler story, but oh, I was at the public pool, like in my neighborhood with people that know me and I've never, my kids have never pooped in the pool. Like it's never happened to me. And I was <laughs> sitting there next to Sebastian and he's playing with his cars and doing his thing. And all he's learning to swim. And I look over and there's just like a cloud of Brown surrounding Oliver or Sebastian. And I look down and he has diarrhea. Oh no. There's just like poop like coming up up his back and out everywhere. So it was not containable. Like you couldn't contain it. And at this point, it's like around me. And it's just and so it was this blur. Like I would have loved if somebody videoed me because I would have loved to have seen what it looked like. Cause I literally like picked him up, bubble wrapped him in as many towels as I could, got Ollie out of the pool, got us into the bathroom, told the lifeguard, but it was like they had I mean. They had to shut the pool down. Oh yeah. It was you shut down the pool. <laughs> and there was a birthday party going on. Oh gosh. I said to, to Jeremy, I said, bars. I was like, I can, I'm going to have to get a new swimsuit. And he goes, you don't think the pregnant woman with the full back piece is going to give you away in the next time you're there. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that was a good one. That I is really good. I All know. Right, so- well, I'm early in my journey, but um I did when he was like six weeks old I like went to change his diaper it was like early in the morning again like same thing I'm I'm extremely blessed and I'm just ready for this to change because I can't imagine that it's not going to but he's been sleeping through the night since he was like six weeks old so I've had to like figure out my boobs overnight because like they're just huge. Cause I don't want to obviously wake up to pump. Cause that just sounds awful. <laughs> but I like, I didn't pump. I like woke up in kind of a grog, like started changing him literally. Like I didn't, I wasn't wearing a bra. There's just like breast milk, just like leaking like crazy down me. He's like screaming, spit up, he pooped as well. And then I started laughing because I was like, this is amazing that all the most bodily fluids that could possibly be (laughs) happening right now is happening only to be topped out that because I was laughing, I started to pee my pants because I like hadn't gone to the (laughs) morning. Like, and I was like, Oh my God. I was like, how did this just happen? And it was amazing. Honestly, I was just like, this is too much. <laughs> oh, I love that we can laugh. We can laugh about it because everybody oh. goes through it. So normalizing the fact that literally everybody goes through the same shit, literally every time with yeah. kids, and it's always about something with bodily fluids and moms. So I think you just have to get used to that when you get into those circles. But I, yeah. I, I had to share. I that was fun to hear. So I mm-hmm. had to ask that question. So those were really fun. <laughs> yes, let's do this. Let's so. The last question I've got for you before we go into rapid fire is if you had a, um, a magic eight ball, like, what do you think the future holds for WIFA? Yes. Oh gosh. So much. Um, you know, I truly, and Lindsay is obviously the person who spearheaded this and I believed it since she told me about WIFA for the very first time, but I like truly believe it's going to change. We is going to change the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the fitness industry has needed to be changed for quite some time. It's needed to shake up. And, and so, you know, we've already brought a lot of change, but I just continue to see that. And just for WIFA to be truly a household name that, you know, no matter where you are, 
whether it's like at your local gym or something like that. Like if you're within the fitness industry, you know who WeFa is. And we're definitely getting there. Obviously, we've grown so much this year, but there's so much more growth to be happening. I mean, the health and wellness industry is trillions and trillions of dollars. And so there's just so much to go around. And I just truly think that WIFA and the community and the women within WIFA um, are going to just change it up and put the industry on its head. And I'm really mm. excited to see everything that comes with that. Mm-hmm. It's going to It's going to happen. It's happening. It's happening, people. It's happening. Okay. Kristen, why don't you do the first rapid fire? Okay, so we're going to do rapid fire questions at the end because we like to hear these fast answers. So you've been at home. I have to know because I've run out of everything to watch. So I'm going to ask you the question of what are you binging on right now when you have time? Yes. Okay. So I started, I've watched kind of a lot of things in these three months, (laughs) but um, I watched the one like right when I had him. Um, which is on Netflix, which is like this utopian world where they like send in their DNA and then they tell them like who their soulmate matches. Mm. And so like, is this like dystopian thing? Um, and everyone has English accents. So pretty much I can, I always want to watch something that people have English accents in, (laughs) but it's really interesting. I'm not usually into like dystopian shows like that, but I really like that. And then what I'm currently watching right now is it's called legendary it's on hbo max and it's um if you watch pose which is about um you know the transgender community the ballroom community in new york yes (laughs) in the 80s and like during the height of the aids pandemic well you know epidemic um And just that underground scene of ballroom, which is so fabulous and amazing. And so I didn't know about that until I started watching Pose, which I think is amazing that um, that's, you know, this is being brought to life and that most of the people in that show are actually transgender. And so it's just so cool that they have this platform now to show who they are. So Legendary is a like uh, it's like a reality competition show where all these houses compete in ballroom against one another and then they're competing for a hundred thousand dollars and I just am obsessed I am too I've watched so one of my friends is on the show so I tell you that season one Jarrell, who is the father of House of Gucci, that is my boy, and he is my friend here in Norfolk. So we work out at the gym together, and he is as beautiful in person, and he is this like Adonis, and I love him. So I am into that show too. I was gonna say, please tell him I'm like fangirling that you just told me that. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to. Yeah, he's amazing, but I do love that. I love that you're watching those kind of shows too. It's so much fun. They bring me a lot of joy as well. All right, Lindsay, what's your question? I want to know your current favorite beauty hack. My current favorite beauty hack is honestly just my moisturizer. I use the Tula 24-7 moisturizer and that I don't wear makeup. Really didn't wear that much makeup before um, I had a baby, but I like am living for Tula products right now. I love those too. Okay, so this is a fun question. I'm going to ask you two questions in one. As a new mom, what is your favorite power word? And as a new mom, what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> I love that. Um, power word. That's a good one. I'm like, I have to think about that. I don't know that there's just like one word. As a new mom, obviously, I find myself doing a lot of baby talk right now and just trying to do whatever I can do to make this little guy smile, which he's most smiliest as of all. But my my favorite curse word will always be fuck. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everybody. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what's happening. And the baby's too small now. So it's like when something breaks, you're like, and then you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, well, there comes I mean, a day you can't say it as openly anymore. Right? That's a bummer. 
Well, they, they pick it up way earlier because mine just got in trouble on Roblox for typing out the B word. Oh, good. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we just, and he didn't tell me about it, but his account got blocked and he was telling me he couldn't get back online being Mr. Sneaky Sneak. And I went on and saw that he had a violation and we had to have a little come to Jesus meeting about it. And so they do know how to use most of the words properly by the time they're four or five, regardless if you say them or not, they've heard them somewhere. So right. It's the real world, y'all. We just got to, we have to prepare them the best we can. <laughs> mm-hmm. We just do what we can every day. Is that, I mean, oh my gosh. Well, Morgan, tell everybody where they can keep in touch with you. Obviously they know they can find you within WIFA, but on a more personal level, where can people keep in touch? Yeah, definitely. My Instagram is Mo Adetoye. So M-O-A-D-E-T-O-Y-E. And LinkedIn, Morgan Hills at Atelier. You can always email me. I'll be back soon to WIFA, um, Morgan at womeninfitness.org. And super stoked to connect again with the women of WIFA and just get back in there. Well, let me say I'm excited for that too. <laughs> There's about... Come on. 10 to 20 things a day that I don't tell you that I would like to tell you. So I know I'm so proud of you. Just like for you all to know, Lindsay and I talk like all day long, literally, but you know, we, if we're not slacking, we're texting. If we're not texting, we're Mark going. So it has been an adjustment for both of us, for me not to be like, so how, how was the retreat? How was the meeting? <laughs> like I have to stop myself because I know that I'll just jump in there. Yeah. And I know she has to stop herself, which was the exact same feeling I had when she had her, well, especially Sebastian, because we were like more, you know, obviously Oliver was very young when we first started. So when she had Sebastian, I was like, Oh my God. I would, my, I was, I would tell Lindsay, like my mom, I would like call her and I'd be like, I can't call Lindsay right now. I have to tell you what's going on at work, but I know that you don't even understand, but just let me say it. (laughs) Say it out loud so I can get it out to somebody other than. But (laughs) like, so important to have people like that you work with, especially who are protecting your peace. Right. So Well, I've had a blast on here with you too, because of course I love you both and I love seeing the evolution of everything. And um, yeah, Morgan, you've always been absolutely incredible. So I am beyond proud of you, beyond excited for you. And, um, you know, I know I can't wait to have you back at WIFA, but yeah, enjoy every minute Mm -hmm. Uh, so fast. Then they, then they, you know, are texting all the time and you're really uncool and they don't want to be seen with you. So um, for the free Tina's enjoy every minute and know deep down that even when they ignore you, they love you. (laughs) So it's, it's a journey and uh, I, I'm just grateful. I get to go through it with other women like you guys. So thank you. (laughs) Well, we will of course see everyone soon and until then be well. WIFA Waves is brought to you by, actually, this is an opportunity. Right now, WIFA Waves is offering commercial spots to your organization. Contact us at askwifa at womeninfitness.org and let's share your platform with our audience.